following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 21 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. Stank. Uh, Merry Effie Christmas. Merry Effie Christmas to you. I've been so excited for this episode since we recorded it. Like, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, mostly every, like, interview we do, we walk out of and we're like, that was my favorite interview. Yeah. I had so much that fun. That was pretty good. Uh, this Effie episode, oh my God, it's it's the best. Like, there was a few weeks ago where we were running our uh, contest to get more Twitter followers. Yeah. And Effie was like, just release my episode. You'll get tons of followers that way. And that's when i think it was like you and i collectively were like no this this like has to be the christmas episode yeah of course we have to give the gift of effie yeah we've got to make christmas gayer yeah and i believe it was i don't know if it was you or Vinny who coined like uh the phrase like merry effie christmas i, th- I think it was you and i together yeah i was yeah. just like fuck yeah but uh welcome everybody to the pwt cast if this is your first uh episode boy you're in for a fucking treat yeah because uh effie fucking kills it with this one yeah like uh super charming oh, super charming the best you I know, think I'll I gave for him now. Yeah, I do. I talk about it all the time. Matt Nix, friend of the show, uh, he's someone who he'll say, "Hey, I have this friend. They're super cool. Like you'll get along with them." And like, how many friends have you had who are like, "Oh, you need to meet my friend." Blah blah blah. They're really cool. And then you kind of meet that friend, and you're yeah. like, "I don't like this guy." Like this guy's a fucking jerk off. Why yeah. would I ever like him? Never been the case with Nick. Yeah, no. Ten times out of ten, this guy. Ten delivers. out of ten. Yeah, like Ethan Page. You yep. know, fucking swoggle. Like, and then, you know, most notably with this episode with yeah. Effie, like, I came out of this and I was just like, dude, like, I love Effie. Effie's yeah. my new favorite wrestler. At the last freelance, at the last freelance show, because um, I got there late, Yeah, he won the freelance legacy title. Uh, and I was up in the balcony with a friend of the show, uh, Project Monix, and we're just watching the, um, the main event. It was mm-hmm. Kylie Ray versus Ethan Page. And so we're kind of just standing there and then Effie just like, walks over he's holding the belt has it over his shoulder looking like a fucking boss yeah and i was like hey man i was like you won i was like i'm so proud of you he just looks at me and goes i'm proud of you and it was just like a nice little moment that yeah. i had with him um but yeah i'm so excited to get to that part um there's one thing i'm not excited about what's that uh no watchman tonight oh yeah. For nine weeks, I've yeah. been like Sundays here. Like normally, you're like, ah, oh, Sundays here. That's like the last day of the weekend. I got to go back to fantasy, you know, out of fantasy land into the real world. Now it's done. What were your thoughts of the finale? We'll try um, and keep it spoiler free, I suppose. Well, listen, I, friend of the show Vivian Urbina, yeah, uh, who she's going to go to her first wrestling show. Mm. I saw, yep, her. She, they got some Very wrestling exciting. tickets. Yep, they're gonna, they're going to go to. Uh, to revolution the first and only aew pay-per-view in chicago yep. you know we've had those out in uh, hoffman estates and champagne uh but this is the first chicago one uh yes the first chicago one the first legit first legit one she's yeah. gonna go so i'm gonna be i'm vivian you i know you're listening to this right now i'm gonna get you to record uh like a before and after for that whatever yep. it is it's like what february something like that something yeah. like that yeah so yeah, yeah so i'm gonna get you to fucking record something with it um you have no say in it so sorry uh love you uh also skip ahead like well no we, we won't spoil anything yeah we the won't finale, spoil we with the finale because yeah. no, she told me that she started like uh watching it yeah yeah which also uh friend of the show jesse 
Jesse started watching it, and I think he like banged it out in like a week. Cause that's, he, that's a lot of dense storytelling to go through. It is, but I mean, hey, he loved it. Yeah. And uh, like I, I told you before, I got my, my secret Watchmen uh, Twitter page with a bunch of the post-wrestling yeah. guys. Because uh, like funny enough, I, I told you um, Friday... I did like a little thing with uh with John and Way and Andrew Thompson, friend of the show. He, you know, he's the guy who will post our stuff on like their yeah. newsletter. You know, whenever we have like a, a name on there. Um, but he said he was a big fan of the Killer Cross Killer Cross episode, which, which by the way, uh, he is uh free. Yeah, Killer Cross. Free agent. For, yeah, for those of you uh, unaware, he was uh having some trouble getting out of his contract with Impact Wrestling, but he's free now, and dude, so happy for him. I hope. Yeah, I can't wait to see. you. Yeah, Kansas on a bigger stage or wherever he goes. Yeah, wherever he goes, where he goes to, because you know he talked. He had a heavy Japanese influence. Whether he goes to you know New Japan, All Japan, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to go to Impact. He just left Impact. Uh, NXT, AEW, wherever he goes, you know, God bless him. Super cool guy. Um, Love chatting with him. Hopefully, we get to chat with him again. Um, But what the heck were we talking about? Watchmen. Okay. I I love I I loved it I love the way it ended you know yeah. a lot of times the TV shows it's like are you gonna stick that are you gonna stick the landing you know is it going to and I I thought it was well yeah I think in general like my brother and I were a little more critical of like Watchmen related stuff I'd say for the most part they did a great job it was as good as it could have been yeah there's there's a couple things where you know you could you could gripe about maybe they didn't follow through on some things but you know without getting in, in further details like overall it's a pretty great story mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of better than what they did like they're doing doomsday in dc right now mm-hmm. and spoiler alert if you're list, if you're reading the comic it's it's supposed to lead up to like doom or uh dr manhattan versus superman it's kind of what they've been teasing for mm-hmm. like 12 issues and they completely flubbed the ending of it Everyone's complaining, and uh, I mean, like, I'm not gonna read it, but wouldn't it just be Doctor Manhattan just fucking evaporates Superman? No. So what happens is, like, Final Crisis is going on on TV now, uh, and what DC has a problem with is they constantly reboot their continuity. So they did it with the New Fifty Two, a rebirth, and it changed a lot of things that people liked about superheroes in the DC universe. And then they basically blamed it all on Dr. Manhattan. They said Dr. Manhattan got fascinated with Superman, and he started taking things out of Superman's story that make him Superman, and uh, uh, he eventually realized, oh, Superman's the key to all the multiverse, so I'll just, I'll fix it. So they just fixed the thing, and he had a son named Clark, too. It's pretty lame. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Definitely watch watch the Watchmen show rather than reading Doomsday, because uh, yeah, or watch the movie or or the movie or as uh, like I can now do I can read the graphic ah, novel because yes. uh, when David Stinkin got me fucking Merry Christmas yeah for for Christmas I got finally got the Watchmen and I yep. got some Spider Man Rain too yep. I'm I'm gonna knock them out but I actually started reading part of the Watchmen I told you yeah. Friday when I got home from the the holiday party. I started wrapping up presents and essentially just wrapped until I was just like, all right, enough of this. And then uh, I went into bed and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just read a little bit and like, fuck, such such a good book. Yeah. Such, such a good movie. Yeah. Like uh, if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, you don't necessarily have to, to watch the show because uh, right. they do a 
good enough job of explaining. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have a little back knowledge, but yeah, like this could be a completely standalone thing, and a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff you don't know is inferred, and you can kind of. Yeah, so I would definitely watch. I think, and we talked about it. it my, I think I I didn't have many gripes with the show. Right. Like surprisingly. Right. You know, because I I'm a little bit more critical of things closer to my heart you know like yeah. with star wars and we'll, sure. we'll get into star wars in a little bit um when dr manhattan shows up and in, in the watchman show i kind of wish that it wouldn't have been yaya right yaya abdul mateen the second right fucking most amazing name yeah oh and, and a name almost, a name almost as long as that fucking schlong of his that they just <laughs> yeah. like whip out in the show well he's great but like when he's blue and they shave his goatee off he looks like a tall baby. So, well, so my thing is when he shows up in the bar with Angela. Yeah, it should have been Billy Crudup. Yeah, I feel that Billy Crudup from the movie was perfect. Embody perfect embodiment yeah. of Doctor Manhattan. You know, like even when I like when I'm reading the book and I'm seeing Doctor Manhattan, like that's the voice in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, not again. Like I love Yaya as you know, Cal Doctor yeah. Manhattan as well, but. Oh fuck, Vivian! I hope I didn't spoil that for you. Uh, but oh, I'm sorry, Vivian. That, that's what happens. So just yeah. Vivian, just fast forward like two minutes, please. Or watch really fast. <laughs> or watch really fast. Um, yeah, like I just I wish it would have been Billy Crudup yeah. as Doctor Manhattan, and then when he turns into Cal, Seven B Cal. Yeah, you know it's that simple. Because also Cal should have never not been like white pupils and glowing because he looked fucking horrifying when he was just like he looked like Tobias Funke yeah it, it just looked weird yeah like he looked like a little like a little boy yeah it was just and it, it's also like like he's a like in shape guy but like yeah. that I, again I'm just used to like Dr. Manhattan just being this specimen just fucking John Cena well and that's the thing like if you see like if you're into like cosplayers, like we got C2E2 coming up, you'll see a lot of them. Even like really ripped dudes, you know, bodybuilders, they'll go get like an extra dark tan, they'll rub baby oil on them because you got to accentuate. But like when you cover it in matte paint, you just look like a fucking rectangle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They did do one scene where like, I can't say it. There, there's one scene where they like look up his abs for like from wiener level up and he's flexing as hard as he can. I was like, oh, that looks pretty impressive. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Without getting spoilery, they they left room for uh, season two. Well, it's like, damn it, uh, yeah, it's like Lindelof said, I don't have an idea for a season two right now, but I'm not opposed to it. Right. So, and I mean, hopefully, like, for some reason, I've seen a lot of people throw Ryan Coogler's name in the hat. Ryan Coogler, who did Creed, Black yeah. Panther, like, Fruitvale Station. If, for some reason, Ryan Coogler has an idea, like, fucking go for it, dude. Yeah. Like there's different way, different stories you can tell. Um, you can definitely pick up on Angela's story. Yeah. I would personally like to see uh, Night Owl. Yeah, they, that's one of the things they kind of left out in the again. Which Lindelof was like, I just, I, I couldn't, you know. Yeah, you need I, way more episodes. Yeah. Also, like the, uh, I'm almost pretty sure where they kind of decided to leave off with that, uh, with the storyline with Lori and uh, mm-hmm. Adrian. I'm like. I don't see that going the way you guys think it does because there's a lot of implications that would come to light. And it's definitely one of those things where the government would kind of just be like, nah, it's safer to just 
Well, there's some stuff that they explain in the Pedipedia. Yeah, it, yeah, you're right. You, but I'm not going to go any further. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll give some people time to catch up. Next yeah. week, it'll be a little bit of spoilers, along with spoilers of uh, this brand new Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. With that, we can't really talk about it without getting into too much. I mean, I do want to talk about one thing, though. Like, in, yeah, spoilers suck. But you're going to hear about it anyways if you live anywhere near an internet connection. What was up with Galactus showing up? Yeah, that was weird when Galactus showed up. Like, I know Marvel owns both properties, but like, like shoehorning Galactus into Star Wars is. It was even it was weird. even weirder that like I, I don't know if you saw in the credits. Galactus was played by Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't hear much of his voice, and it was auto tuned. But like, I don't know. And then like the reason, the the whole reason why they're trying to destroy planets is like that's how Galactus gets his energy, and like he's like the one true Sith. And, the Pal- and Palpatine was actually Silver Surfer. Yeah, that was the fucked up part. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, they did it right. He looked exactly like Jack Kirby's, you know, creation with the helmet and everything. That's cool. But I wish they would have like saved that for Fantastic Four or something. I don't know. But I think it was kind of a cash grab. I mean, Star Wars normally is, but it just it was out of place. I mean, regardless of Galactus, uh, it was a pretty good movie. I enjoy- yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Like I, I've been saying. Um, didn't like it as much as Force Awakens, and I love anything. I li- not even being hyperbolic. I literally love any other Star Wars anything more than the Last Jedi. And like, I'm I'm fucking I'm tired of people saying it's a good movie. I'm sorry, it's just not. I like it, dude. It's the hill I will die on. I literally <laughs> I, like I was talking it. with my buddy Davey Portman of a uh, Up Next pod of the Up Next podcast. Um. Where he like he was just like whoa what and, my, and the, the thing with me too is, is like I have which is funny like I had it in my phone written out because I kept getting into this like argument with people where, I, where I'm like it's just it's not a good movie so like I have my points I have it you know like mm-hmm. written out because it, it's not just like well women the women suck and then the the girl no you know it's like I have yeah. clearly thought out reasons I just I don't know I literally think it's a cinematic abortion. <laughs> I get offended at that movie. So you kind of don't like it, is what you're saying. I loathe and despise it. You have a mild irritation with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. But no, this this, this new one, uh, Babu Freak. Babu Freak. My new favorite Adorable. Anything. Fucking me and CM Punk were on Twitter last night talking about it. Yeah. Uh, he says he has a Babu Freak, like jokingly, he's like, I have a Babu Freak tattoo. I'm like, if it's not him riding your fucking little dog, Yeah. I don't want to see it. What What have you done? Yeah. But yeah, uh, no, it was, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, can you imagine, like, whether you, whether you like the the last one or not, um, like this one that's out in the theaters now? Like, can you imagine having the responsibility of, oh, I'm going to write the finale to this beloved saga that you know people have devoted like in t- their entire lives to? People have gotten married as Jedi's. People have Kevin started Smith religions. Got married at Wa- Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of something that. One, you're never going to please anyone, everyone. But uh, I think he did a he did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was serviceable. Yeah. He was obviously trying to do a little damage control from had uh, to. Yeah, from but, the Last Jedi. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun movie. I don't, I yeah. do not understand the hate that like. There's a lot of people hating it. Yeah, my it, brother is one of them. I was like, he's like, I gave it like a five out of ten. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's but. but 
No, it's a good movie. If you liked it, I uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. I kind of want to go watch it a second time just to like catch catch on. You know, like oh, okay, this was that. That was this. I gotta Um, say, I gotta commend you on being good because I had spoilers before the movie. And I was I was at work trying to tempt everyone. I was, it was very evil of me. Yeah, as soon as Nick told me you had spoilers, I was just like, I can't let him give me any evil spoilers. Yeah, I had people text me like, stay the fuck away from me. And I was, people would walk in. I was like, I got uh, Star Wars spoilers. If you want to know, I'll tell you one thing. And the, <laughs> Nick Nick bit on it, and he's like, oh, I don't know if I should have heard that. <laughs> so I didn't spoil everything, but yeah, I just I I went I went into this blank. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to. Which is probably the best way to go. Yeah, and it was good. My, I don't have a lot of gripes with the movie. My one, the one major gripe besides that I Galactus. have besides Galactus, yeah. besides Kanye Galactus, Kanye Galactus is uh, in the tra- in the trailer for the movie they play Duel of Fates. Yeah, um, that whole two and a half hours, whatever it was, I didn't fucking hear one string of Duel of the Fates. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the most epic. Uh, John yeah. William tracks. Oh my ever. God. It, it's amazing. I have it. In, I have it in my uh, Apple Music. I play it all the time. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to do a, a small shout out to someone that's not even related to the show, but like, there's a guy on uh, YouTube that I was kind of binge listening to. His name is Samuel Kim. He does a lot of orchestral remixes of the Star Wars stuff. It's awesome. So he does a Duel of the Fates remix. You'll probably like if you're fiending for that sort of thing. I'll check it out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I, I think. Uh, I think with the Star Wars, you can safely wrap up. Uh, oh, Mando, real quick, we'll wrap it up with Mando. Yeah. Oh, great episode. I'm bummed that there's only one episode left. After I watched it, I was like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen?" And someone's like, "Oh, the finale is next week." I was like, "The, f- the finale? What?" Yeah. Um, oh, they got a lot of uh, explaining to do in that one. Yeah, but um, I think overall, I've been. Ha- I'm, I'm okay with the show. Yeah. You know, it was. It was fun. It's a little different than what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, but it also proves like, hey, you can do a Star Wars thing without Star Wars. Yeah. Without the Skywalkers, which, I mean, if that's, I don't believe that's where they're going to go with these next movies. They say that. Yeah. They say no more Skywalkers, but I think what they mean is no more Luke, Leia, and Han. Yeah. Because I don't for a second buy it. You know, it's like every every one of those wrestlers says they're retired. Yeah. And then here comes some of that sweet, sweet Saudi blood money. You got to have some Skywalker in that Star Wars, baby. You have to. You but, know. Oh, but like for Mandalorian, if you have a craving for uh, Baby Yoda or the child, as we're now calling it, uh, one of the most adorable moments, in my opinion, happened in episode, was it episode eight? Seven? Uh, this is episode. It was episode seven. Seven, yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but do you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm regenerating down. Yeah. Oh my god, that kid is. Were there Were there arm wrestling? Yeah, there's an arm wrestling scene, and like, look out for it. But oh my god, this little kid. Nah, well, uh, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll end it on that because there's a lot of baby Yoda talk that's going to be coming up in this yeah. in this interview. That was a Scrum and Thanks movie corner for yeah. for those of you who's first time listening. Uh. A, to quickly to wrap around to what I had mentioned earlier, I, I did uh, some stuff for with uh, John and Way from mm-hmm. Post Wrestling for their Christmas show, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, we we I, I talked about this like secret Watchmen group that we're in, and I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I joke with W H Park all the time about uh, start up our own Watchmen podcast. Yeah. Uh, fully unaware that like for the last nine weeks, uh, that's exactly what this was. It was just uh the unofficial Watchmen yeah. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tees podcast. But, I mean, hey, I love the show. Again, if you haven't seen it, if you're 
if you've been listening for the last two months and you're like, nah, that show doesn't sound like it's for me, check it out. Like, it, it's a really Give good Give it a show. try. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to this week's sponsor, HBO. No. Yeah. Uh, this week's sponsor of the show, uh, Freelance Wrestling. They're the official sponsor yep. of uh, Pro Wrestling. Pro of the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast, PWT cast. I'm not even going to edit that out. I don't care. Pro Wrestling Tizzles. Pro Wrestling Tizzles, along with Hot Topic Joe. Yep. Yeah, another uh, another sponsor of the show, friend love of the show. Love me some Joe. Yeah, we lo- oh, man, we're going to see Joe pretty soon. We're yep. going to get to record, we're gonna get to record with him again. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Jericho Cruise is coming up. If any of you guys are going, let us know. I know we, we said it before, but. Yeah, we'd love to meet up with you. Yeah, like we, uh, we, have, we have several plans for several interviews are going to conduct you know of of those 10 maybe <clears throat> maybe like half will come to fruition but yeah hey even if it's just that it'll be fun yeah. you know it's always busy on the boat like if you've been on the last jericho cruise you'll know that thing is action-packed and full of there's activities there's well the best part is you can just go take a nap whenever you want yeah so that sun is, gets hot that was well that was a thing you and i were very big fans of yeah we were uh just Every now and then, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go take a nap. Yeah, you guys, you guys go have fun watching uh, these uh, Ring of Honor matches. Yeah, I love watching pro wrestling on a boat as much as anyone, but I also love napping. And like during the year, I mean, you know, especially this last like month or two, sleep is coming at a premium sometimes, especially when we had a Black Friday sale like we had. I mean, you're basically turned into a zombie. I went and got a haircut yesterday, um, because I'm like. I just need to get I need to get a haircut. Yeah. So I went and got a haircut, came home and then took like a four hour power nap. Just fucking and had it had Paul uh my roommate not been looking for something and woke me up. Probably would have slept till like eight. Yeah. And then woken up and been like, Well, there there goes my Saturday. Yep. Even this morning I like it's something like I don't know, like four PM now. <laughs> I woke up at like one. Yeah. Your body's rebelling against you right now. It is. It's it's fighting its own internal battle. Yeah. But um but as hard as you've worked, unfortunately, oh, there was yeah. We, we won't you won't get into into too much detail about uh, imp- who won employee of the year this year. It was actually kind of a it's very morale killer. So <laughs> that obviously, from from the tone of my voice, you can't tell. You yeah. can tell that it clearly it wasn't me. Yeah, um, Tuplex Shakur. But and it, listen, it might it might sound like sour grapes. But I will leave it at this. Uh, working three, working hard for three weeks does not constitute employee of the year. Oh boy! Uh, if it does, then I should have a thousand plaques. Uh, and again, I'm not the only hardworking person there. A lot of the guys work work really hard there. Um, said person who won doesn't work as hard as uh, other people that should have. All I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll I'll leave it at the Miz should have the Miz should not have main evented WrestleMania when he did. It should have been CM Punk, and there are plenty of CM Punks in the back that should have gotten that reward, but they didn't. Well, you know I know you're still a little raw about that. We're trying to stay positive. I happen to like the uh, the winner, and uh, well, I don't want to get in the middle of this. I don't want to start a, a a culture war back there, but. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys worked very hard. Uh, you know who works very hard? Uh, we, we mentioned on the Jericho Cruise. We mentioned the Jericho Cruise coming up. There's someone that we're going to be interviewing, a Barkin. Not Ryan Barkin, because he is episode 100. But we, uh, 
we confirmed we we got to get over over on the Jericho Cruise. We will get a one of the hardworking Barkins on there. Uh, we won't spoil who, but it'll be, it'll be a fun it's interview. Very close to the source. Yeah, very close to the source. I've also I've been wanting to get Ryan's parents on. He keeps telling. Should. He he's he's like no. He's like don't get them on there. No one's gonna like that episode. But I I very much think people. I think they would. Yeah. yeah. Like we would definitely have to. We'd have to make sure Rick doesn't talk in. Yeah, he's scared that Rick will. Uh, you know, Rick Barkin, Ryan's dad. He's yeah. in the in the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, Facebook VIP group. Which hey, shout out to all the VIP members yeah. uh, who have sent us things. We had Kelsey. Kelsey brought me. She mm-hmm. brought some cupcakes for I us. Saw. Uh, dude, they're so good. Yeah. I was just like, oh man. I mean, there there have been talks about. Uh, you know, we got the VIP group. What about a super VIP group? And I think there's been a couple people that have proven themselves to be super VIPs. And uh, they said, I mean, are you a real VIP group if you're just now hearing about the super VIP group? Yeah. If you don't know about the super VIP group, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, thanks again. You know, Dennis Day Jr., he brought us cookies to the. Like four dozen cookies. Oh, so many cookies. Yeah. Everyone was just like, oh, man, there's so many of these. Awesome. Uh, We had someone from Vienna Beef come drop off a Vienna Beef package. We had uh, like some. Clifford Frazier. Clifford Frazier. Yeah. He sent us over the. the surge protectors, surge and stuff? protectors, yeah, yeah, everyone. Thank you to everyone, anyone and everyone who sent yeah. anything to us. Um, and even if you didn't send anything, if you just said thank you, like a lot of people just said thank you in the group, mm-hmm. and you know, we're doing all this stuff for you guys, so we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, hey, friend of the show, Tiffany. Uh, yeah. yeah, she bought her shirt, yeah. and she bought some other PWT. She got the scrump is my favorite penis the root scrump shirt. Is my I favorite penis root shirt. I love when people buy that one because it says my name on it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's all about me. I'm like it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and get right into our interview now with Effie. Again, this interview was so much fun. Yeah, like super cool dude. Yeah. Super, super. He has, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but he has a very, very amazing, uh, impersonation of someone yeah. uh, that he does it. And now like, it was all I was talking about for like three days. Yeah. It was like, amazing. Like friend of the show, Marty DeRosa. He also does a very similar, um, voice when he busted out this voice i was like holy shit i just started laughing yeah i'm like dude what yeah i was like where'd that come from this is the fucking best um yeah effie's currently now like he is killing it out there right now he has uh during wrestlemania weekend he's running his own show which is uh the big gay brunch yeah it's like effie's big gay brunch which uh it should have been called the the gay one climax that would have been incredible that would have been incredible but yeah, I mean, like I and I follow him on social media. Tickets are going fast. Like, make like make sure to go get your tickets. Go to his, if you go to his page, uh, his Twitter. It's it's all there. All the information is there. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going down to Tampa for WrestleMania. Yeah, like I'm just kind of out. Like you know, but if if I do show up, there's two things I'm gonna do. One is Effie's like Effie's show. And take over, and that's yeah. all I'm gonna do because, like, it's just like they keep announcing all the people, uh, for Effie show, and I'm just like, well, fuck, I'm like, stop, you're gonna make me book a ticket to Tampa. Well, speaking of wrestling and WWE, which we don't really talk about WWE that that much, and you know, we try and stay positive, so that's that may be why. But uh, Daniel Bryan uh, looks like American Dragon again. How cool is that? Yeah, I'm like, oh look, there's Brian Danielson on yeah, WWE TV. Yeah, that's the guy we love. Yeah, I'm like, that, that's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, dude, 
uh, you know, this week we'll get into the wrestling real quick, and then we'll we'll go yeah. right to to our interview with Effie, uh, really quick. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus fucking Rhea Ripley, so good. Yeah, like, well, I heard that whole NXT show was like. Yeah, and like that's the thing here. Um, most Friday or most Wednesdays we'll put on AEW, mm-hmm. and I'll pull up NXT on my phone just because I like to have both of them on at the same sure. time. But I think this week we uh, after the Jericho Jungle Boy match we switched over to. NXT and I think NXT was yeah it was the more enjoyable show this week. Um, I, again, I enjoyed both shows. Like that's the thing. Most weeks is like, whoa, which one was better? And it's like, I don't like. I liked both. Yeah. You know, I I could pick and choose things from both that I liked right. better. You know, but like I think even on their quote unquote worst weeks, both shows are still better than. Than what's he, yeah, what we're seeing on Mondays. And like and, Monday or yeah, then SmackDown or Raw, so Yeah. I'm content with both of them. But yeah, dude, Rhea Ripley versus fucking Shayna Baszler was like Rhea Ripley's so good and she's twenty three. Yeah, that's it, crazy. It's like when she's you look scary at, good. Yeah, it's like when you look at like MJF, who MJF is I think he's also like twenty three and yeah, I'm like piece of shit. Um oh, piece of shit for stealing our money, but yeah. like man can that guy cut a fucking promo. Yeah. And like that's where the money Just is. Off the top. Yeah. Yeah. And that he's just Awesome. I'm so happy with yeah. like And uh I saw that uh Finn Balor is now Prince Balor. He's he's so slowly they, going they, back to Prince Devitt. That'd they be kinda cool. Yeah, like they keep calling him Prince. He keeps referencing the the, the Prince Devitt beforehand. Um I think as of right now he's still technically Finn Balor. Yeah. They call if he calls himself, you know, Prince Balor or just keeps with whatever he's doing, like awesome, more power to him. I'm all about wrestlers like reinventing themselves yeah especially like they were teasing for a little bit like oh kevin owens going to nxt i wish that would have happened yeah just, well it's, it just seems like the whole nxt roster is really they're enjoying what they're doing and like things like finn balor finn balor you know i love the guy but like he seemed like he was kind of stagnating and now he's in nxt and now he's like he's got his swagger back and there's just something you you can see it in the way that they carry themselves and the way that they wrestle. Um, that they're they're doing some magic sauce over there at NXT. So, yeah, so so happy for for both shows for AEW and NXT. Like, yeah. I don't really care for like the ratings. Whenever they're like, oh, the ratings, and yeah. I'm like, I have no. Yeah, as long as there's good wrestling on TV, I'm like, I have no stake in any of stake in any of this. Like, yeah, if if the ratings like an eight point five, you're not getting a check in the mail. So, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and get to our interview with Effie. Yeah. As like way we mentioned, probably our favorite interview we've done to date. We mentioned on there like he's coming back for a fucking second part because like yeah, he's gonna be a two timer. Yeah, especially with like with uh the little little sprinkles of uh of teases that we leave at the end. Like yeah. there is room for like tons of stuff. Like listen, if we needed a third man on here weekly and Effie was available, Effie would probably be the third man. Yeah, sorry, cousin Jeremy. Yeah. Um, but hey, thank you for everyone who said all, all the positives about Cousin Jeremy's episode. Yeah. Last week was a little that bit. That was of, pretty fun. Yeah, it was a fun. It was it was our Birdman episode we just recorded straight all the way through. Um, but it's just enough enough uh, enough yeah. shenanigans, <laughs> enough enough talking about other things. Let's go ahead and get to our interview the with the main event. Yeah, with uh, Effie. All right, so with us we have uh, a very fun gentleman. We've often said Matt Nix is uh, someone who introduces, almost always, he'll say, hey, 
I have this friend, you know, uh, they're real cool, they're real fun, and there's not been, there ha- it hasn't happened yet where we're like, uh, Yeah, he's this, never been wrong. This person sucks, dude. Like, you were wrong about them. And I specifically remember it was a promo of yours where, and it's not verbatim, but you you refer to yourself as a gay Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And I was like, dude, who is this guy? I'm like, I love this video. It was yeah. just a very absurd video. I was like, I I want more of this. Uh, and yeah, with us, uh, we have, ladies and gentlemen, we have Effie. Effie. Hi. We're, we're so happy to have you. I know I talked to uh, Sarah Joy Shockey, friend of the I show. I really love Sarah Shockey. Right. With all my heart. Yeah, right. Awesome. She, she's someone that, like, and it'll, it's funny because I'll see people at shows wearing like uh, Marty and Sarah shirts and I'll be like, dude, Sarah is right over there. Have you gone and spoken to her? And they're always like, I'm just too shy. Like, she, I'm like, she is the sweetest person in the world. Yeah. You have to, like, I'll the most force approachable. them. I'll force yeah. them to go say hi to her. But when I told her we were interviewing you, she was very ecstatic about it. Um, so. Sarah gave me one of my favorite moments at WrestleCon. The first WrestleCon I went to, there was a promotion that was paying for me to be there called Blueprint Pro Wrestling. And so I was doing signings at the table. This was in New Orleans, so I was selling my blood work at the table. Mm-hmm. I had copies of my blood work. I was autographing them and selling them for $5. I sold quite a few. It was very strange. <laughs> I probably should have blacked out like my information, but it is what it is. Well... Colt was there and I had seen him at the Ring of Honor show the night before and I'm you know he's worked a bunch of fest shows in Florida I'm a big fan of Colt Cabana as you can probably guess by how silly I am sometimes and I went over to say hey to Colt again and before I could even say hey and put my hand out and shake his hand uh, Sarah was there and she was like oh my god it's Effie and I was like <laughs> what a beautiful ego stroke to go up to introduce somebody myself to somebody who's somewhat of a peer now but is also still somebody whose career I look at and I see a lot of inspiration and a lot of growth where I can get to that level and to have someone recognize me right in front of him before I can even say hello it was the biggest ego boost I could ask for and she gave that to me and even gave me a free pin and it was a magical day at WrestleCon that is the most on brand Sarah Shockey story I've, yeah. like I've heard it was perfect. It's always it, whenever people tell me stories of like it's always similar things like that. I'm like, yep. I'm like that is that is on brand Sarah Shockey. Like it's well, and I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna blend two things you just discussed. Um, you talking about my promos? Like if I go back, I'm very I'm very temporary with everything I do. Where like you know some people like to keep all their videos and keep everything, but like I'm a little bit lazy in that aspect of like once I put something out into the world, I never look at it again. I don't watch my matches back. I don't watch my promos back. I don't watch anything. Back. I'm just done with it. But if you really go back, there's like mountains of content that I've created. Just like endlessly since 2014, I've been putting out weird weird content just like building my own little strange world and to be able to see now with what they're doing with IWTV live the independent wrestling tv app and see that sarah has this opportunity to do what is it called it, the super fun super it's like a super fun wrestling show. yeah the super fun wrestling show now we're in this period where like all of us people who like are weird in the world and do weird stuff we can now bring that into wrestling and have it be validated and cool and acceptable and also like viewable great content that people actually want to tune in for that like years ago you'd be like yeah we want to do a super fun little cute wrestling show we'll do some silly stuff sing some songs you'd be like no what what are you talking about but now there's enough of an audience where we're like we're accepting of this weirder alternative media in wrestling where there's space for characters like not that she's a character but you know there's there's room for everybody at the table now and that's very cool well you can even tell like if you watch an episode of dynamite and orange cassidy's on there that guy's getting way bigger pops than like Kenny Omega and the Bucks. And not to say like, oh, those guys aren't as popular as they used to be, but 
Like if people find that character that they can just like, fuck yeah. But look at, okay, this is good because this is a big conversation that I was having actually with the man himself, Orange Cassidy. And I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal, but I'm going to reveal a little bit because I've never seen Orange Cassidy get this fired up over something. And I said, it's so silly to me that I see people talk about you have this limit to your character. You have this limit. You're not really doing wrestling, but everybody who's around you knows that you are one of the most capable professional wrestlers in the world. Even being in the ring with him, there was a point where the ring that we were using had a tarp instead of a canvas, and I'm very sweaty all the time. Canvas absorbs that. Tarp does not. I had slipped, and it took me a second to get my footing, and he still found me for for a position that we needed to be in, and it was perfect and smooth, and it looked like nothing ever happened. I was like, Orange, listen, you capture something going on in America right now that nobody will really discuss out loud, which is the fact that it's very hard not to be apathetic about everything. If you look into the negative, and this is like such a big, heady vibe, but if you look into the negative, like we could talk all day about all the horrible stuff that's going on in the world. And I'm not saying that you should be the opposite and be this positive role model, but if you really look around everyone, we're sort of like, what do we, what do you do? And Orange's version of that character that has taken this complete apathy towards everything, towards fighting, towards being participatory, towards even the way he does the little thumb, is very indicative to me of where we are in that like 18 to 34 range where it's like we've had this crazy man as president for years. We didn't really feel like our vote mattered. The Electoral College won it. Crazy stuff is happening every day to the point where you can't keep up with how crazy it is. And at a certain point, we all kind of shrug. And Orange is now in this position to shrug for everyone. And the fact that like anyone would think that he's not going to be the biggest crossover mainstream star in movies in two years, the biggest deal that's come out of wrestling in probably since The Rock is foolish to me because he has so much to give. And when he decides to finally turn it on and really give it to the people, because what we've seen is very little baby Mm -hmm. stuff on purpose, even the moment where they opened that bathroom door and he was just there. there. The moment where he gets to finally break that stuff out and gets that run and hopefully seeing him chase towards a world title eventually, I think it's going to be very satisfying for most American viewers once they finally catch on. That was a long diatribe about Orange Cassidy, but I'm... I'm fully in. I agreed with yeah. everything you said, like especially with us here. Like when we started this podcast, there there's no shortage of wrestling podcasts that are just this is what I hated about Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and let me tell you, uh, and like that's that's not what that's not what we wanted to do because again, there's a hundred of them you could go download right now. But with us, uh, it was I think it was one of his comedy specials with Ron Funches where he talked about like. Ron Funches finally likes me. I just have to step oh. in. I sat behind him at a Ring of Honor show, and I was like, I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to bother him. And then he put me over on Twitter, and I was like, this is this is miraculous. I was like, I sat behind you at a Ring of Honor show. But <laughs> back to what you are saying. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, like he said, you know, just like talk about what you want to talk about, like the things you like, because that's that's how we all become friends. That's how people become friends. I'd become friends with Dave by like, oh, man. That guy, dumping guy, on everything. Just dumping on everything. It was like... We do that. We do you that. You can still... There's a place in time for everything. Yeah. There is a, but it's more so I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you also love this very nerdy niche things that I've also been obsessed about since like 12. I All I want to talk about with you is like these things. And even it comes to... Uh, like we just released a new t-shirt that's like movie talk with Scrump and Stank. Because for the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast... We talk a lot about movies. We talk a lot about movies. But that's just like our normal everyday No, that's great. Can we talk about movies? Yes. I'm a Fuck I'm yeah. a super movie head. And 
do you guys you guys have AMC theaters here? I pay for the AMC thing, which yeah. they're so dumb. They are so dumb. AMC is a Chinese company, and they really want to saturate the American market. And I get that. Do you, are you familiar with the A list deal they have? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's twenty one dollars a month for me. And I can pick IMAX seats. The IMAX tickets now are $19 anyway. So if yeah. I see more than one movie, I'm in the bank. But here's where they're stupid. Because I don't think that's stupid that they're giving me the deal. Movie Pass kind of forced the I- industry to change. They count the IMAX ticket for $19 as what I spent. So they add to my rewards at a very rapid pace. So I constantly have snack coupons. So basically for $22 a month, I get free snacks at the movies. And I'm going to the movies all the time. And I will just like... There's times where like I take ridiculous flights and I'll land and it's like 8 a.m. and I've got to be at the show at four and I'm like what what am I gonna do? I've been on a plane all day or I've been up all night. I go sleep in that movie theater. I went and slept through Ad Astra starring Brad Pitt. <laughs> that was the best nap I've ever taken. They woke me up and they well, were like, "Isn't it like a power trip too?" Because I have the I don't have that one. I have yeah. like the one right underneath it where if you go to like the concession stand, they have to oh, cater yeah. to you first, and it's always the best because it'll be a giant fucking line and you just, just walk, walk up. You walk right up. And they're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I have to take care of yeah, you. I'm taking this thing. guy. Yeah. And in the back of my head, I'm like, she knows. Uh, I'm telling you, upgrade. I, just do it. I'm going to now, yeah. yeah like, for as many movies as you watch. Yeah, for Did, as, as much as I go to the movies, too. Yeah. Like, we, well, the hallway that we're in right now, um, one of those freelance students was helping us and he goes, man, this looks like the fucking, uh, the hallway from The Shining. And I'm like, it does. Yeah. It, or like yeah. Dark City. Yeah, because it's just like very dimly lit. There's all these like. Well, and I look at tile floors and no one can see this. These are the very small hexagonal tile, tile floors. They're very 1940s, maybe early 50s. They look very easy to clean blood off of. Yeah. And that's the first thing I notice about how creepy this hallway is. It's like, if I bled out here, it wouldn't even stain. You just mop it right up. Yeah. Mop it up. Someone would just come mop it up, not make a peep. And they'd be like, oh, fucking Effie just left. He left. What, there's no. There's no how, more. How unprofessional! Chance. He just left the show. Okay, but did you guys see the lighthouse? Can we talk about oh, the lighthouse? I haven't seen. No. It. I, no. Oh, Let's, no. You go. You go ahead and talk about it. I know one of one of uh, our buddies back at the shop. He was telling me about how, like, just the craziness of it. And I am like, when I saw the trailer for it, I was, I was like, yes. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But, well, uh, I like the aspect ratio of it. Well, mm. and that's what was so cool about the aspect ratio was like. There, the way, because it's basically a square on the movie screen, yeah. and you've got these big chunks on either side that are just black. And there are a lot of scenes in the daytime, and this is as much as I'm going to say, but it's very cool how they shot it. There's a lot of scenes in the daytime that almost look like, you know, like you watch those old timey, and it's like a little sped up, and it's sort of like people just doing tasks. Mm-hmm. It's very that, but then when it's dark and you're really focused on the characters, you can't even tell that there's a weird aspect ratio because the blackness just fades just into those bars, and it opens these... It's like the night opens up everything, and it is, just go see The Lighthouse. Go see weird movies. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of clips where they're just doing old-timey sailor insults to each other. Yes. And, but, like, and I was, like, watching a lot of, like, the lead-up to it, and they were talking about they crafted the interior, and they, they even, like, if you open a drawer, there's old-timey spoons in there. And, uh, it looked very uh, well thought out. Yeah. And that's, I'm here That's for a it. good thing with, like, movies, because you mentioned go watch weird movies, like, do that. Like, I, listen, I am a I am a whore for Marvel, so anything they put out, I'm gonna go watch. Yeah. But I also like just discovering something. Like, just go to your theater, and you're like, all right, I don't know what that is. I mean, if you're gonna pay those theater prices, look up what it is. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Find something that isn't, you know. Well, it, but now I don't have to worry about that. I can go see a movie, and it can be awful, and I can go, yeah, well, yeah. and that's it. That's my big. Yeah. Oh well, I can see two more this week. 
and then I'll go see three more next week. And like you still it's, got points off of it. I still got my snack points. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, PWT cast brought to you by MC Theaters. Yes. This week. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you to the Chinese government. Can you leave that in? <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Nah, we'll leave it in. It's fine. Um, have you seen Dr. Sleep? I have not seen it yet. Yeah. I'm very excited. I went yeah. back and saw The Shining in a theater one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know really what Dr. Sleep is about. I know it's about Danny Torrance grown up, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating to me. Here's what I'm going to make a wrestling statement with this. Get outside of your wrestling bubble to all wrestlers because there are stories that are being told that are very nuanced in film that we don't always get in wrestling, but they can translate mm-hmm. if you do it right. And it's we have to stop just looking at wrestling because I said this on another podcast the other day. I'm really tired of watching wrestling that looks like wrestling pretending to be wrestling. Like, oh, well, I've seen wrestlers do this, so now I'm a wrestler, so I'll do this. Instead of like trying to at least, and I do so much stupid stuff, so it sounds dumb that I'm saying this, but at least try to emulate combat a little bit. And like, I don't mind when matches are a little sloppy and a little emotional and a little messy versus like everything was perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. And there's a time and a place for everything. But like, I think there's some emotional storytelling we can do through movies that we're not necessarily paying attention to as an industry because we're trying to segment ourselves. But like, that's our competition. Well, like really quick, like you touched on, you like that, like make it look realistic. That was one of the things that I've talked about when like the character of Effie back in, you know, even 10 years ago, if there would have been a character who like, oh, this person, uh, you know, is gay. They would have just been very like effeminate and not like, like Rico Constantine, like Rico, yeah. you know? Yeah. And but, that's still even straight dudes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's historically been the big problem is like, there's no gay people playing gay people historically in wrestling or I bring up Canyon a lot because like, look how masculine Canyon had to act his whole career because like no one could discover that he was gay. But like you go back to Adrian street, had his wife with him still, there was still that sort of backup. Go back to gold dust. He was still, you know, dating Terry Runnels early on dating other people. You go back, you look at even like Mark Merrow. Well, he was right there with Sable when he was doing his little Richard gimmick. He was gay as a biscuit, but when he's got Sable next to him, it's like, it's okay that he's effeminate and gay because look, he's got this woman yeah. next to him. He's definitely not gay. So don't worry. Right. About it. Right. Right. He's, he's not a real one. He's, you don't got to worry about yeah. that. That to me is like, there's always been sort of that. So going back to gay stone cold, going back to the beginning is like, I don't take no shit from nobody. And I don't think I need to. And there's a lot of boys, like I say, playing tough and that's fine. I don't have to play tough because like when it, when we get to it, we'll be tough. Yeah. But I don't. I can prance around for a minute first and get in your brain. Like that's the thing too. Like I've been to uh, almost every one of the freelance shows you've done here, and I I don't know if it's because like we're in Chicago and we're just like a little bit more like progressive. But like everyone loves it. There's like I mean I'm sure there's maybe you know one or two people in the crowd who are still like oh yeah you know some Jim Cornette fans in there you know but. For the most part, everyone's like... I don't think there's that many Jim Cornette fans at a freelance <laughs> show. I'm going to be honest. Probably, honestly, maybe. <laughs> and if they are, they're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's fun. Like, you say, get out of the bubble. Like, uh, I, I recently talked about this with a friend of the show, Kevin Smith. Because oh, he's, wow. Yeah, friend of the show, Kevin yeah. Smith. He he's mentioned, you know, after being on AEW, that him and Jason Mewes want to wrestle. And I, I was like, listen... Uh, I was involved, like I was involved with uh, an angle in which I was a penis druid you were? at All In. Yeah. Are you revealing your penishood here? Oh, that's all I ever talk about on here. <laughs> all I ever talk about is I was a penis druid. I uh, I won the 2018 Freelance Halloween Battle Royale yep. dressed as that as penis. penis druid. 
Um, wow. Which, like, I always tell Nick, I'm like, why did you let me do that? And he's like, I don't know, man. Just thought it was, you know, you know Matt Nick's. So yeah. He's just, he's the sweetest, kindest soul. And if he thinks something is, like, fun or good for him, he'll he's do it. He's down for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another thing to talk about is I was one of Joey Ryan's penis shreds. And just like yeah, having to explain that storyline to him. Um, Explaining that you're a penis druid is not yeah. the easiest thing to do. Well, it's not. And like I had to explain to him, I'm like, there's this one wrestler who's, his whole thing was he killed another wrestler because that wrestler had a big dick. And this wrestler was like, no, I have yeah. the biggest dick. And the way it was paid off, like in front of 11,000 people and everyone was like, yes, we, that is the storyline. Legendary pop. Exactly. Yeah. And like he laughed at that and he was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And like telling that to someone who's like out of the wrestling bubble, who doesn't know that. And that, that they're just like, okay, that's cool. You know, like it, it's, it's, it's nice that we're like in that, um, in that time now where that can happen. Well, but he's also a guy too, that like, he's been in the, like the Hollywood system, but he said, Hey, I'm going to make a movie about a guy turning into a walrus. Yeah. And yeah. Like, have you seen, have you seen, Tusk? Oh, I've seen Tusk. Yeah. And everyone's like, ew, what's that? And he said, Fuck you! I wanted to make this movie and I liked it, so he gets that sort of rebel spirit. I think. I think so too. And yeah. I, th- but one of the things I think where where that worked is like, there's a goodwill between AEW and the fans still, mm-hmm. where there's still an acceptance and they're still saying if they put it in front of us, we have enough trust in them because of what they put in front of us so far that we'll at least come into it open minded. And there's a few companies like freelance is that way. I think GCW is that way, um, and. WWE has blown a lot of that goodwill. And so it's like, as much as we want to go back and trust that this next thing will be cool or this next thing will be cool, it's very easy to historically look at how much history there is behind it, how many people have come before, how they've handled these stories before, and you lose your faith really fast in that. So AEW has that still, and I hope they keep maintaining it to where there's that trust with the audience of like, we're going to try something weird. We're going to have weird stuff like the penis man come out. But if you have enough faith in us, we'll show you that it can be very entertaining too. And it's not going to appeal to everybody, but yeah, it was just, and like, that was the thing too. And I remember posting online where I was like, Oh, Hey, like I was one of the penis druids. It was fun. And I believe it was like Marty DeRosa who retweeted it. And like the floodgates opened with positivity. Everyone was like so cool about it. Get it get yeah, it. there was like one guy who was like particularly shitty about it, but everyone else was like, "No, that was fun." Like the guy, the guy was like, "Ah, like you ruined wrestling for me. I've been watching it for forty years. Like you're never gonna, you're never gonna get a girlfriend because you did that." And like all these things where I'm just like, "Buddy, like nobody, yeah. nobody's taking away wrestling." Well, from and you. like all the guys that he probably likes also probably like all the dick stuff. Yeah. Like exactly, all the wrestlers are like, "This is the greatest thing." Like whatever their style is, it's like this is incredible that this is working. And he would probably be very sad to learn that his favorites also think penises are very entertaining. Yeah, I mean we're all twelve year olds at heart, right? That's Dude, like, I think I never passed six years old. Yeah. Like I'm surprised they let me drive a car. I I often feel that way as well. Like. Especially with, I, I, like, I don't know about you, where I'll have to do, like, adult things. And I'm yeah. like, I don't fucking know. Like, a lot of times, it'll be, like, my parents, too. They're like, oh, why didn't you do this? I'm like, I, I didn't know I, we had to do that. Like, That's I, a new thing. Yeah. The, the first first car I ever had, never got an oil change <laughs> until, like, I physically had to because my dad's, it's like. Smoking. He's like, yeah. He's like, why haven't you had an oil change? I'm like, I don't know. You just you just let me take this thing as soon as I got a. Dude, a I think I get license. oil changes every three weeks. Like, it is. <laughs> 
there's so many oil changes and like I'm flying a little more now and it's what a blessing it is. But like, I still eat shit because I live in Tallahassee. I mostly fly out of Jacksonville. I have to get to that airport. Tallahassee's not a reasonable airport to get out of. So like I'm still putting on miles there. And then like, I still feel a lot of Zen when I drive. Like for mm -hmm. me, like, I'll nut out a 16 hour round trip in a day. Like I'll straight up eight hours to a show, do the show and drive straight home and just like be in my zone because it's the only time where I don't have to be doing more than one thing really. Right. Like I can, I literally just get to sit. If you need to call me, you call me, I'm sitting. Right. I'm smoking a lot of jewel, but I'm sitting and I'm just, this is what I'm doing right now. And it's like, I can turn everything off. So catharsis. Like, there's yeah. catharsis to driving for me. Yeah. I've, I kind of feel that like I, I uh, famously will drive up to Canada to hang out with like my buddies that live in Toronto, and like I I, I can uh, I can relate to that just driving like because it, it's like an eight hour eight hours there eight hours yeah. back, but it's just like yeah why not because like you mentioned you're just doing like the one thing and it's like with me I listen to so much like podcasts that it's easy to be like all right Joe Rogan has these two hour fucking monsters I can oh, blast man. through three of them yes. just yes. driving. And it is very, it's very peaceful, very calm. Except like at night, I'm always worried. Like especially driving through. I Canada. just worry about deer and stuff. Well, that's my thing. Are you like I wasn't aware that moose were like as big as a fucking minivan. Oh, dude, oh, moose yeah. are like they can be like nine feet tall. I yeah. had no idea, and then I found I found this out like as I'm driving like through the night in Canada, and I'm just, the whole time I'm just like. Oh fuck! Like I'm like I'm gonna fucking for sure yeah, gonna dude, see like a giant. If you're on the road, they'll just stand there and stare at you. Mm -hmm. You have to they're stop stoic. for the moose. Yeah. I mean, luckily I haven't encountered any yet. I make the mistake though of I'll straight up like you know that they have those long like 13 episode murder podcasts where it's mm -hmm. the whole story. I'll listen to one of those all the way through like on the way to a show so then i get to the show and i'm just like hey guys uh what's up like i've been in darkness for the past 10 <laughs> hours learning about the murder of this young innocent child and the mystery and so like you have to be a little careful of that because you have to turn it into show mode fast and get yeah. out of like everyone's been murdered the blood is everywhere you're probably also looking around like why the, why does why does she keep staring at me yeah, yeah. this is what's just her how, motive this is just how that murder 57 <laughs> years ago to this day happened yeah and you're just like very like, uh, um, yeah. See, I like I like how it's just uh, like we mentioned to you prior. Like we're not we're not real professionals. We don't have any sort of. Yes, like, you are. You're real like, because you're not like throating me with questions right now. Which sometimes like the amount of times I've had to tell like the how you started story, which I'm sure is like like yeah. I've come up with the brief version, which is like I did a lot of drugs. I found a man in a field named White Trash Fred. He taught me how to wrestle. I lied and got onto shows. That's the version I've gone with now because I've told this sprawling tale so many times that like you just are ready for it when you get on the podcast usually. So like now you got the short version and I didn't even have to be prompted to do it. Well, like that's the thing is because <laughs> I like I'm sure and we talk about this like when we told a lot of like our friends and coworkers like, oh, we're going to do a podcast. Like a lot of people are just under the assumption that it's like we're just going to copy like the art of wrestling yeah or talk yeah. is jericho but like those guys already have that like i don't i don't need to do you know cole cabana can get a hundred better like or more famous guests than we can and yeah. he's a more you know, knowledgeable yeah he's more knowledgeable about <laughs> things and it's just like we did a whole podcast with ethan page about, about power Power. like that's the thing it's like we you know we like having people that like Oh, that person seems cool. I want to talk to them. You know, yeah. like we're and we're going to get to the Mandalorian talk, sure. but like it's okay. We, I mean, like I'm I'm here for all of this. No, no, no. But like literally, right before this, you're like, oh, we're going to talk Mandalorian, and I'm like, heck yes. Like everything, Nick's like again. It's one of those things where we will meet these like we'll meet people that Nick tells us like, oh, this person's awesome, and like 
in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, he wants to talk Mandalorian too. Like, Nick was right. Like, yeah. we just made a new best friend. Because it was the same thing with, like, Ethan, where we, we talked maybe, like, 10 minutes of wrestling. And I'm like, uh, hey, how about Power Rangers? And, like, <laughs> about Power? And, and collecting toys. And that's what, like, people were telling us. We're like, yeah, you guys are talking about, like, oh, what do you think's going to happen in the next Marvel movie? Like, that was cool. But because, I like you said, I imagine you've done enough wrestling podcasts. Well, yeah, can- and I, like all of them are heavy now because people know I will talk shit because yeah. like, I'm just a very vocal person and I probably should hold my tongue some, but really the more I talk shit, the more success I find. So I'm going to keep talking shit, but like to be able to just chat and not have to like make a, make a powerful statement right, right. now is great too. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's all it is. Just a bunch of friends sitting around just chatting, learning, just chatting. chatting. <laughs> this just- is what wrestling's all about. I did the calculation. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I went and did uh, bar wrestling in Los Angeles and I was staying there to do GCW that Friday, but to get to Los Angeles, I had to wake up at four in the morning and I drove to the airport. I got on my flight. I landed. I got to the show. I was up that night until 3 a.m. East coast time. So I was up for 23 hours. I calculated, I had an 11 minute match. It was point point 0.7% of my day. 0.7%, 0.7%, not even a full percent of my day, 0.7% of my day was spent physically actually wrestling. The rest of the time was spent in airports slash hanging out at the shows. And as much as he is an asshole heel, he is correct. MJF said to me, he said, look, he said, you spend 10 minutes wrestling. He said, that's the easy part. He's like, we have to make the rest of this day enjoyable because it's still like, it's a day we're living and if we're just miserable the whole time and nervous and getting ready for wrestling and this and this, you've let this 0.7% of your day consume you all day instead of being able to like enjoy your day, turn it on when it's time to turn it on, and then when you're done, you're done. That like that's that's a lot of wisdom from uh, yeah. Motherfucker I do a lot like of MJF. Math. Yeah, so well, we, don't we, give him too much credit. No, yeah, we had uh, we famously had MJF prior to uh, us launching our pro wrestling tea store. Uh, we had guests on the show who would donate money to us so we could open up a pro wrestling tea store. Because for those of you unaware, to open up a pro wrestling tea store, you either have to have uh, 10,000 social media followers or, or, $75 or you pay the $75 fee to bypass well, that. But can't you pay $50 and buy the 10,000 followers? Because I've got a guy. Well, see, we could have, but me and me and Stank, we're, we're honest, man. You know, we people, to do it the right people way. are like, what, you, guys are, uh, you guys are pretty much in the inner circle at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. And we're like, no, no, no. We're yeah. going to be fair. We're going to do it the right way. That's very admirable. So, you know, so we I want to clear the air, though. I've never bought followers. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious when people buy followers. Because you'll go into their followers list, and it's all these weird Pakistani accounts that are yep. like zero followers or following four people. Or they'll flood the comments Full bots. with very... Very obviously planted comments. My favorite is like on, on Instagram. Like if you go to the, like those accounts, it's just like uh, win a free watch. Like give us your credit card information. You can win like a free watch yeah. or something. And it bums me out that there are people like, and it's probably like older people who don't know any better. Like there's someone's mom or someone's dad who's like, oh, that's a great value. I can get a fuck. I can get three watches as long yeah. as I give them my credit card information. Yeah, for and they can run it later. for whatever. And they just like, they fall for those things. But there is that like, the goal right now, it seems in social media is like to have all these followers. Like everybody wants to have all these followers, but like they don't have 
any reason to follow them necessarily. Right. They're not really doing anything or they're just existing and taking pictures of themselves. And that's a big thing. And it's like, I get that there's like, Oh, like, Oh, he's got 700,000 followers. He's a, he's a model. He's this. And there's, there's some credibility to that. But like when it all crumbles down and it will, what are you left with? It's like, for me, having more followers is great because I, they get to see my wrestling and see my content. But it's like, I don't, there's no value in just having followers to have them. Like it's, you want to have them so they can see what you're doing because right. like at its core, we, I'm doing things that I want people to know about. And you're giving them something and to we've, follow. Like we've taken that exact same approach. Like people are often like, oh, why don't you just have Ryan, like, you yeah. know, a, a pro wrestling piece. Why don't you just have him like constantly plug your stuff and this is and that. And it's like, well, because that's a cheap way. Yeah. You know, of course, if he's blasting it out to his million followers. Yeah, sending it out on the email list. Sending every it week. out, it's like, yeah, people are gonna, people are going to be like, uh, I don't really like these two guys. But if someone, you know, finds us organically and listens to us and, and they like, you know, our general conversations, our movie talks, and just how, how we interact with the people that we do interview, I feel like that's more of a genuine thing because... Like, I know when I, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's not like, oh, this person has three million social media followers, so I'm going to listen to that one. You must but, know his stuff. Yeah, and like, what? This guy only has uh, 400? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Can I admit to you guys something? There's times where I've taken podcast interviews, and I've just treated them like therapy. Like, I don't even know if anybody's listening to them. And I just will get the guy on the phone and he'll ask his questions, but I'll just go off on tangents just to get stuff out of my head because like I can't, a lot of my friends don't like wrestling and that's fine. And some of them do. I have very few friends outside of wrestling who I can really talk wrestling with. So like when I get that opportunity to just like be on my phone at eight o'clock at night and talk shit about wrestling with somebody, not knowing who's going to see it, not knowing who's going to hear it. It's so much cheaper than paying a therapist for me it's to just liberating. be like, and the therapist wouldn't understand anyway. Cause I'd be complaining about wrestling stuff and they'd be like, well, that sounds, it sounds like you're putting a lot of effort into something that's not giving you a lot of fruit back. And I'd go, well, no, I get, I get a lot of fruit back. There's a lot of fruit and it's great, but it also you have to suffer in stoicism and no but i get to do that with podcast wrestling people and just like sometimes more people hear it than i think and i'm like oh shit i probably shouldn't have said that <laughs> but a lot of times it's just like a couple people might pick up on it they're pumped they hear it and it's just me complaining about whatever i've been dealing with that month i mean it's kind of the same with us like yeah. it's as much as like oh we'll talk about oh hey we have this upcoming sale or this is what i did like for the most part it's hey what did you do since the last time we spoke yeah and sometimes it's like, oh, I, I really just, uh, I stayed up till three in the morning watching uh, Dis old X-Men cartoons on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, and then I had pizza for lunch. That's what that's what me and the boyfriend did recently. I got Disney Plus. I was like, we got Disney Plus. I'm so excited. And then I realized, like, I've seen all these movies. Yeah. And he was just like, I only want to watch X-Men. And I was like, put it on. Let's roll. But then I made the mistake of buying him Pokemon, and I haven't gotten my Switch back <laughs> since. I guess I... He, that's on my. We got too many streaming things now. I got an mm -hmm. Apple TV and a Switch and a Fire Stick. What? Well, very briefly with Pokemon, because well, Dave, I'm sorry. I know you're not as much of a Pokemon fanatic. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a Switch just because the only games I play, like any sort of handheld games, are the Pokemon ones. And like occasionally, I'll just wait for someone to get like my 3DS. Uh, no, that one I bought, but like before that, just like the regular DS. I had two of them just because people were like, hey, I don't want to play. I don't want this anymore. You can just have it. They and were just giving you DSs? They are just giving me DSs. And then like, like they would give me the Pokemon man. games I have with a, them. I have a way worse problem, which is I have the Switch. I will buy every game and play it for three hours. I'll buy every. I'll buy whatever stupid game you put out and sell me on. I'm, I'm really 
malleable to marketing and I'll buy it. But I only play Tetris. Tetris. And it's the free game. And I'm looking at all these games, I'm paying $50, $60 for these stupid games I pay for three hours. I'm always back to Tetris. Tetris and Tetris great. 99 has See, changed I, my life. And that's, yeah, I love Tetris. Tetris is like, it's just so, it's like relaxing. Dude, playing. when that Russian national anthem hits that double speed, mm-hmm. I get rock fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, like, I'm, I, like, I'll only ever play like the Pokemon ones so it's and like right now everyone's playing like the new one that just came yeah. out Sword and Shield and I'm like oh I'm playing uh, Heart Gold from 10 years ago and they're like why I'm like I don't know man I'm like it's just uh, it's just a lot easier better potions me. yeah I'm like it's better I'm like I don't know this is what like I played as a kid but like you mentioned the streaming services the day that Disney Plus came out Dave gave me his uh, HBO Go so I was catching up Ooh. on Watchmen and I was like, I got two episodes in, fell asleep, woke up, and everyone online was like, Disney Plus. So I downloaded it, watched like two episodes of X-Men, and then I was, I was going to start on The Mandalorian. But I was like, let, let me finish Watchmen first. So I got into Watchmen, and then, you know, I got caught up in Mandalorian. And then like the next day I came home, and I'm like, fuck, I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu. I've uh, my girlfriend never logged my ex girlfriend never logged out of her Prime, so I still have that. Excellent. Thank you, Brenda. Uh, and then like I now have HBO Go and Disney Plus, and I'll come home and I'm like, I, w- yeah, I only like, scroll. I never actually watch it. It's anything. an embarrassment of riches. Well, it's yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, woe is me. I have too many streaming services. Yeah. There's too many shows to watch. Too many shows. Now. But like, I don't know about you guys. Do you ever do this where you're like, oh, this? I heard this movie's fucking awesome. I'm gonna watch it. I don't really want to commit to it right now. It's an hour and a half. Let me just watch like a few episodes of like this other show. Yeah. Like, my backlog is so like I got a Plex server just full of movies that oh. I'm like, oh, I totally want to watch this, and I just never do. Um, but I'm watching like Thirty Rock over and over again, or I'm watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I, I just it's like my old. I get stuck in Curb. Yeah. I'm getting this curb like I'm in a curb loop right right now, just watching it over. And you, over. Have you guys watched uh, Nathan for You? Na- no. I'm obsessed with Nathan. For oh you. my god, I'm I, obsessed, dude. Me too. Like I rewatched it. I'm rewatching the episode now where there's a Bill Gates impersonator. <sighs> who? So like the last episode of the fourth season, it's like the series finale because I don't think they're doing any more. Um, throughout the series, uh, Nathan Fielder has this man who does like a very poor impersonation of Bill Gates. Yeah, he keeps claiming to be a Bill Gates impersonator. Where clearly doesn't he's look at it. it. He's just a middle-aged man. Like, he doesn't look like Bill Gates. His impersonation is uh, it, it's something along the lines of like when I found Microsoft. I don't. I think he got Microsoft wrong. Yeah, I think he said something wrong that was very. He's so deadpan, and he's so. It's literally that idea of like. We kind of hit this peak in America, here I go being heady again, where being on TV and reality TV and these shows, it was like there was a kind of a badge of honor to it. And we've sort of hit that like there's almost too much. Yeah. Like if you came up to me and you were like, oh, I was on this VH1 reality show 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, which one? There's a thousand of them. Who cares? Nobody's watching your show. Nathan sort of took that American ideal of like it's better to be on TV than not to be on TV. And through sort of doing that deadpan kind of just revealed that everyone's an idiot because he just stuck to it and he was so deadpan with everything and we get these people into weird situations where normally they wouldn't be coerced but like he's got a TV camera there you're going to be on TV mm-hmm. you better do this like the one he did with the guy who age adjusts the the pictures of oh the children oh my god that uh, I that so one is one of my favorites he hires he hires a guy to 
take pictures of children and see what they'll look like as adults because he wants to sign kid athletes to deals <laughs> because it's cheaper when they're kids. Right. And if you get a bunch of them, one of them might end up being an athlete that pays off a lot. So he was like, we have to figure out which one of these is going to be an athlete. We got to know how they're going to look as adults. So he gets this guy on Craigslist who says he can make the children look like adults. And he's like, perfect. This is the same technology used as police. He literally just photoshops these kids' faces onto adult bodies. And one of them, he messes the gender up. And instead of being like, bro, you fuck this up, Nathan's like, um, and this one here, uh, this one's actually a boy? He's like, no, no, it's not. He's like, no, this one, this one is a boy. And he's like, how much of this is science and how much is kind of how you're feeling? And he's like, oh, I'd say 90% science, 10% how I'm feeling. And he's just like, you just put their faces on a new body? And he's like, yeah, but it, you can tell that's what they're going to grow into. And yeah. just continually roasting Like, it these gets people. so absurd. Like, there was one where there was, like, a famous chili vendor. Or like, the guy has, like, a chili restaurant in California. And he's like, I, I really want to get my chili into the stadium. So he... I had to step off the mic because it just made me laugh too much. I'm sorry. He, um, he coerces the guy to agree to build a chili suit, like just a suit where you can put chili in there, Ugh. and it makes him just look like heavier, dumpier. He's the undercover chili man. Yeah, and he, he to, get, to get through the metal detectors, he fakes having a pacemaker, goes to the doctor and gets like a note that says, like, I have a pacemaker, I can't go through a metal detector, something along those lines. And he's walking around the venue like, Hey, do you want to buy chili? And he's just like, he's selling chili out of his fucking sleeve to people. And he's like cutting up cheese with like, it's, it's the most absurd thing ever. And the guy's like, cool. He's like, yeah, he was at work here. You made $20, takes off the suit and just leaves it there for him. Uh, he's the chili's pouring out of the man's arm and he's got onions and cheese in his side pocket where he's putting the toppings on. It was, it's incredible. And just to be able to stick to that sort of, there's an orange Cassidy to it of just exactly. like, you're like, not going to break the man. Commitment. And like, whenever I watch them too, I'm like, how much, like what, what, what was the show's budget? Cause like there's, there's one episode where they want to, uh, make a restaurant that was like, it used to be famous. They want to make it famous again by having a, a, an old celebrity leave a giant tip. So they hire a Michael Richards impersonator <laughs> to, he's going to leave a $10,000 tip. But first they need someone named Michael Richards to let them use their debit card. And then they can't find someone named Michael Richards to let him use a debit card. So he legally hires, or he hires someone, he pays him $1,001, $1,001, uh, to change his name legally to Michael Richards. But the process to change your name is it has to, you have to put it in a newspaper for at least like two weeks that you're changing your name and like declare it to everyone. So of course he hires someone to run a newspaper company for him, the Diarrhea Times. He like rents out an office space, and it's just this like dude. He was just like writing these random like news articles. He's like reviewing like Pokemon games and like Zelda concerts. How much effort can you put into a dumb idea? Exactly. Yeah. And he's just and once like they present it to the judge, like oh here are these newspapers where they're showing it. Like the dude changes his name, and he's like oh we're going to deposit the money into your thing. He's like, Oh, I'm kind of like a fucking convict. And like, I got arrested once for stealing for like robbing my friend. And he's like, well, just to trust you, he goes, we're going to rent a hotel room that's like connected. And we're going to have a long set of handcuffs uh, connecting us both. So that I know like the effort that he, they went through for just this, leave a big tip. Yeah. Just so they can fake that Kramer left the $10,000 tip for this restaurant. Like it's, 
and all, the business owners are always just like, I if that's what you want to do, I get, I guess that's fine. And I mean, you're talking four seasons of bad business ideas. Well, I gotta watch this show now. You gotta like, watch. Yeah, you are gonna be obsessed. Me about it. They're, all, they're all maybe like tw- what twenty? Yeah, 25 20, and minutes. and they there's usually like two little stories per show, and it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, this is the Nathan for You podcast. Now. Nathan, uh, yeah, this show's also <laughs> brought to you by AMC and Nathan for You. Uh, we'll wrap it up. I know you're busy. You have to get back. Upstairs. I gotta go figure out how I'm gonna beat up Eye Candy Elliot. But before we do. We got to talk some fucking Baby Yoda. Okay. So Mandalorian, this is full on spoilers. If you haven't seen, they're up to like episode three now. Like just fast forward to the end because we're going to be talking some Baby Yoda. Also, Dave, you've not, you said we could spoil it for you? Yeah, I haven't seen episode three, but uh, I like spoilers. Well, you weren't a maniac and stayed up till three in the morning like me to watch it? I didn't see episode three either. I'm I'm caught up to two. Okay, no, no, no. So we're good. No, we'll talk, we'll talk up to episode two then. Because I did stay up. And I watched the first one, and then my wife was mad. And I was like, oh, I didn't, like, she doesn't like Star Wars. I was like, oh, I didn't think you'd be interested. She's like, yeah, I'm interested. Everyone's talking about it. I was like, all right, I'll watch it again. And then episode two, I stayed up till midnight and watched it. She's like, I can't believe you fucking watched it again. So I can't, I, I was going to do it, and then I was going to do it at work. And I was like, nah, I can't do that. All right, no, no, so it's, I'm we, gonna we could totally husband. just talk up to episode two, then. Right. That's fine, because I want to spoil it for All right, here's my question. This is the overarching Baby Yoda question. With the popularity of Baby Groot, Groot, Adolescent mm-hmm. Groot, is there the possibility that they bring Baby Yoda back in the new movie and ruin it because they overdo it, or are they just going to kill that baby? I think they're. I think they're killing. I don't think the baby's baby. dying. No, I think. I oh, think we're ba- split. I like this. I think the baby's got some kind of purpose. Well, the thing with John Favreau is he's wanted to do this show for like fifteen years. Yeah. Like he's had the like they're already moving on to season two because. This guy's wanted to do this for 15 years, so it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. It's been pretty incredible so far. Yeah, that he's like, yeah, here you go. I have fucking nine seasons worth of like material. Let's go. But I, I don't. I feel like they're gonna kill off Baby Yoda because there, there's the chance you could just bring him up in episode. Oh, you can't do that. What episode if Werner nine. Herzog eats Baby Yoda? I would. Love what if that. he's like, I wanted you to bring me Baby Yoda because I was hungry for his flesh, and he just the same deal as those Jawas eating that egg. He's yeah. just like, finally you've brought Which, me my great curse. The most disgusting looking egg. Like I love eggs and scrambled eggs, but I hate like yolk by itself. So then like it's like a honey pot full of like well, yeah. delicious yolk. Well, first off, that is the most amazing uh, Effie impersonation ever. Uh, I, I know, do impersonations. I, I'm, I'm very, sorry, though. The Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I'm very pumped on um, doing voices. Like, I like mimicking voices. That was a pretty good and I voice. think it's that, fun. I, that was I don't on. do it professionally, but I can, I can mimic some voices. Um, <laughs> Have you guys ever heard the story about, I, believe, I think it was Nick Cage. Nick Cage was in a car accident and Werner Herzog saved him. No. Nick Cage, like, Nick, not Nick Gage, Nick Cage flipped his car and was, like, in Los Angeles, it, it stuck, and Werner Herzog showed up and pulled him out of the car and called the police and then disappeared. That's amazing. They my, could be my, faving me, man. My jaw is literally, like, on the floor. He yeah, was like, I now. saw Nick in the vehicle, and he was in a lot of trouble, and then I reached in and pulled him out and told him to believe, and I left the scene before the police <laughs> arrived. I live for Werner Herzog. Oh my god, yeah! Like I, I remember watching Grizzly Man, oh, and like this is a part where the Grizzly Man is going to be killed. We have followed him this far. But wasn't like the biggest like they left me with blue balls for wanting to like like I don't want to hear this audio of this man dying. But you you sit there and you talk about it for like an hour, and I'm like, all right, 
I do. I, I wanted it. Yeah, you I shouldn't do. fuck well, with bears. Well, no, like yeah. at that point, unless I like, you're Tracy Smothers. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I went into it not wanting to listen to it, and then as soon as they get to it, I'm like, all right, you gotta fucking do it now. Like you have to pay it off. And he's that's just the like, cum shot, man. Yeah. Is that too vulgar for this? No, 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 not at all. That's the cum shot. Yeah. And they're just like, uh, you know, he's like, oh, destroy this tape. And his and like his ex wife's like, I will, I will. I'm like, wait. No, no I, like, gotta, I gotta see that stuff. Like, I watch all sorts of gross videos, and it, it, my wife hates it. And she's like, "Why do you watch all this like gross, gory stuff?" And I was like, "It makes me feel alive." Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I laugh really hard at horrific stuff like that. Yeah, I think it, it's great. And you'll see like some guy. He's like, he looks like a pretzel on the road, and he's got like a nice Adidas suit and some flip flops. And you know, he he got dressed, put on some cologne. He's like, "Man, today's gonna be a great day," and then it wasn't. Right? He's no more. And I just think like that makes me feel like extra alive. Like oh, I should just be careful and appreciate what I. Do you guys ever watch porn bloopers? Yeah, I think porn bloopers are kind of the funniest thing around. But there's this video which I don't know if you guys have seen. Speaking of bears, that I bring up a lot with wrestlers because I think they should see it. It's one minute long. It's called Shake That Bear. Have you guys seen Shake That Bear? No, I'm not. I'm going to describe it for you, and then you can go Google it. It's a little hard to find. It's called Shake That Bear. There's a woman in the forest, and she shoots a gun. You see something falling out of the trees, and it is whimpering. The next scene, there's a man fucking this woman, the same one that shot the gun, on top of this dead bear. And they fuck, and he starts saying, yeah, baby, shake that bear. (laughs) And then it cuts to dogs eating the bear, and then it immediately hard cuts to her smoking a cigarette, doing a shot of whiskey, and then it's over. And I just don't understand the circumstance where this film... But it was a real bear, right? It's a real bear. I've seen it. You've seen Shake That Bear. I've seen photo stills of it. Yeah, you need to watch the video. It's it's horrific, yeah. but it is a masterpiece in cinema. I... I've seen you look flabbergasted. Oh, yeah, between like every story is just like, <laughs> oh yeah, Werner Herzog saves uh, Nick Cage, and then oh hey, here's so I can bear here's shake that bear. Here's shake that bear. Bear shaking. Oh my god. Uh, I just I, I just want to go Google that now. Like yeah. I have to at least or like I'm gonna help you find shake that bear tonight. And by the time this podcast is out, you're gonna have seen you'll know shake the whole that truth. Bear. Yeah, I hate that. Like I would say like oh normally you like, you talk things, but like I'll share it on you know we'll share it on Twitter or something. Yeah. Look it up yourself. I don't think shake that bear is something we'll share on there, but um yeah I, you know what? I think that's the story to go out with. I don't think talking any yeah. video. Well, you know with. as we finish up, since no, nobody listens to the last two or three minutes of podcast, so really we're at free form here. Yeah. So I just want to let everybody know that I am accepting Seth Rollins' challenge at WrestleMania. Um, you kind of you look a little like punk. I am. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Being you know I'm I'm GM punk, gay made punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a really great fight. We're going to play slaps and patty cake, and I think I'm going to win the Universal Championship. By the way, what's your opinion on that whole thing? Um, like, he's getting a lot of backlash, and I think he's bringing a lot of it on himself. Well, like that whole re- like NXT where they're like, Seth's not cool. Like you know, in the back of his head, he was like, "Fuck you!" Like I was, yeah, I'm cool. Like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. Becky tells me I'm fucking I'm cool all the time. Like, by the way, we're trying to stay positive here. We're positive. Here. I'm gonna bitch a little bit and just say this: when you think you're cool. And you project that you think you're cool. Yeah. You're never cool. Right. You cease to become cool. You just cool. be cool. Yeah. If you have to tell everybody, like, look how cool I am. Yeah. The Fonz never did that. The Fonz never did that. Yeah. Uh, he let other people Stop pretending to be cool, Seth. I know you're listening to this. I know you follow all my social media. Yeah. Just chill, man. It's cool, man. You got a cool girlfriend. Do a cuck fantasy angle. They're hot right now. 
cuck fantasy is in. Not yeah. enough cuck. Which also, like, they, they were like, oh, it's a cuck angle. I don't think they know what, like, like to be a cuck means because, like, Rusev isn't enjoying any of it. No, yeah. he's he's not in he's on the suffering. cuck fantasy. He, definitely yeah. not. Like, I think, I think someone told Vince, like, oh, yeah, he's a cuck, and they, like, poorly explained it to him, and now he's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, pal. You like watching it, don't I love you? It. You're yeah. filthy. Like I'm sure like just based off his social media, I feel like at one point Rusev had to have been like, hey, like, if we're gonna do the cuck angle, like it don't I and they're like, No, 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 no. Like that's not what a cuck is. You're you're doing it wrong. And he's yeah. like, Okay, just cause like, you know, I I'm pretty sure and they're like, No, no, no. Yeah. That's not how it's done. This isn't in, like an Xavier Woods Brad Maddox situation. Whoa. <laughs> Good for them. Good for Brad Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One guy's clearly not enjoying it, and he's like, no, I don't want to hold the camera for this part. I'm getting involved. <laughs> I can't just watch on the outside. Yeah. All right, so then we're all in agreement that Baby Yoda is going to be the next Baby Groot. Um, and he's also going to be the new Jar Jar Binks. Fans are going to turn on Baby Yoda so. if they don't kill him. First of all, he's the most adorable thing ever created. Right, he's like, too adorable, though. Yeah. Uh, I thought, like, Dory from Finding Dory, like Baby Dory, was the most adorable thing, but... Like Yoda I'm telling you, after great. after you guys watch this next episode, like that feeling will be that. When he just dies like, in episode three, when he dies in episode three. Yeah, but I do like the confirmation that Yoda's reproduced, which means right. it's possible. So, so that's there's a little Yoda dick. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> that that's the thing where like so there's the one like scientist dude who's like Werner Herzog's like yeah he's his friend he's his friend so he's wearing some sort of like patch and clothing that's uh reminiscent of the planet of kamino which is where they cloned all the clones you think they cloned yoda no he wants to clone the baby no i think i think well because that baby's 50 years old or maybe the someone smuggled him out and they want him back yeah maybe i don't like i like your theory or he's just hungry yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) i love baby yoda's angry uh, all right, so Werner Herzog eating baby Yodas. How we'll go out on this? I promise. Uh, Effie, where can people find you online? <laughs> I am Effie Lives on Twitter. I am Effie Lives on Instagram, and you can just search Effie on Facebook. You'll either find overpriced cruise ship jewelry, which is uh, shares the same name as me, or you'll find me, and it's a picture of me looking apathetic because we're all on Orange's team now. <laughs> and I have a pro wrestling tea store. Go to that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you do. When You're- is this coming out? Um, Monday. Oh, well, no, we have Michael. Michael oh, yeah. Right, right. We're going to miss we're, the we're sale. We're going to miss the sale. But the you know sale don't, just ended. Don't let that stop you from Buy going Buy a full mind. price. Yeah. Fuck you. The world yeah, is ending. Independent wrestling. Guys, yeah, so, 2050 is, we're done by then. Yeah. Okay. If we're not on another planet. Hey, and what do you think happened in Atlantis? I'm sorry to, like, I, I keep <laughs> saying we're going to finish it, but that's one of those things, yeah, like, the fabled ma- city. Ma- you mean the lost city of Atlantis the last, yes, lost to the ocean? Yeah. You think that's what happened? I think they sunk that fucker on purpose because they were getting into or some think it's dark web shit. Who sunk it? The aliens, man. They did. Come on, now we're gonna we're trying to finish this thing up, and you're gonna open up my conspiracies you know with what? pyramids. Here it is. Uh, we've already confirmed that uh, Hot Topic Joe will be our, our he's our confirmed uh, two timer. Yeah, Effie, we're fucking getting you on for your yeah. your your awesome. Yeah, let me go full part. conspiracy theory next time. Yeah, oh, will you two time us? I will 100% two-time here. Right. This is the least pressure I've felt speaking on a microphone in weeks. Well, that's good. So now, you know, there will at some point be another Effie podcast, more Werner Herzog impersonations. More Nathan for you. More Nathan for you. We'll be able to talk what happens to Baby Yoda because 
And we're going to shake that bear. Yeah, right we're going to we're gonna shake that guy. We're going to shake that fucking bear. <laughs> Effie, thank you for being Bless with us. you guys. Thank you to Effie for that episode. Yes. I... Dude, there's so much at the end where I'm just like, oh, we can start getting to conspiracy theories yep. and like, oh, I. And had we had more time, it would have been probably our longest episode ever. Dude, he like, he gave us so much, so much more of his time than he should have. Yeah. Like you can tell by the several times we're like, all right, we're wrapping up now. Okay, just no, just kidding. Now we're really wrapping up. Yeah. Just what one, one, one of my favorite persons ever. Yeah. Had the had the best time uh, interviewing Effie, and uh, yeah, we're very thankful. Yeah, very thankful for Effie. Uh, again, he has uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch during WrestleMania weekend. If you're going to be down there, you're looking for something fun to do, Yep. go to his Twitter page. Uh, plenty of information there. Like Again, I'm I'm halfway contemplating just going there myself, again, just for Maybe. that and take over. Like, those WrestleMania weekends can be so long with so many yes. shows. But Stupid Michael's wife knows about that. Oh, God. I'm so glad Mike. I'm so glad Michael's uh, not allowed to go anymore because yeah. he would have been like, "Come on, let's go, let's go, come on, last minute," and be like, "No, Michael, I don't fucking want to go." Right. But yeah, uh, thank you again to Effie. Yeah. Uh, man, we've had so many cool guests. Like next week's next week's episode, it'll be it's gonna be a uh, an at home episode, with just you and I kind yeah. of just wrapping up the year because it's been quite the fucking year yeah. for us. Like, you know, we've. Uh, in the 20 or so episodes that we've done, we've managed to like get a lot of like cool content, a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, like great fans, friends of the show. Yeah. Great fans. A lot of, a lot of awesome people. Like any, anytime, you know, we get to meet anyone who likes and supports us, be it just, you know, a retweet or, um, a follow or they purchase a t-shirt, you know, like it's all like Trevor outlaw fucking friends with that fucking guy you know out of nowhere yeah this guy i'm really close friends with this guy all because he he happened to say hey i listened to your show yeah you know like literally the first person og friend of the show yeah um so we'll you know we'll we'll get into a lot of that kind of stuff next week um a little year in review yeah, uh, yeah along with uh See, currently now stank and i we're recording in uh in the palisades known yeah. as uh castle stank yeah but that'll be changing pretty soon, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about we got more, things brewing. We got some things brewing. We'll talk about that more on uh, next week's episode. But uh, let's go ahead and get into one of my favorite segments, yeah, ever. Uh, and you know what? I felt that it was only appropriate on on the Effie episode, our our big you know our Merry Effie Christmas or Big Gay Christmas episode to uh to have my boyfriend read Fan of the Week. Uh, some of you guys may know him. He's uh, Braden Harrington from the Up Next podcast. Uh, of course, not my actual boyfriend, more like uh, my heterosexual life mate. Yeah. Um, but I figured there's no no one else more perfect to read uh, Fan of the Week than he for the Effie episode. So let's go ahead and uh, we've bit, we've given the gift of Effie. Now let's uh, give the gift of Braden Harrington. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Hello, this is Braden Harrington from Up Next. Yes, that Up Next. 
where I review NXT every Wednesday night, postwrestling.com and at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Uh, I'm here to read the fan of the week. And uh, we got this this uh, this email here from someone named Stephen from Parts Unknown. And I'm going to read to you what he said from Stephen. Today I received this order and there is a big problem. The mystery t-shirt is of Joey Ryan. If I had known there was even a 1% possibility of receiving this shirt, I would not have ordered it. I cannot and will not ever support Joey Ryan. This shirt is going directly in the garbage, and as far as I am concerned, PWT owes me either $11.99 or another shirt. When purchased, I thought it would be of an AEW wrestler. To be clear, I wouldn't wipe my ass with Joey Ryan toilet paper. Please get back to me on this matter. (laughs) Uh, That is a real uh, letter. Jesus Christ. Uh, Famous Dick Wrestling. Not for everyone. Uh, Clearly, someone does not have BDE. Um, So, uh, Stephen from Parts Unknown, uh, I'm really sorry that uh, Pro Wrestling Tees gave you a Joey Ryan shirt, but uh, instead of throwing it out, you know, maybe gift it, uh, re-gift it, you know, Secret Santa, all that stuff. There's always Christmas next year as well. Uh, Is this real? Do you guys actually get messages like this? Man, Pro Wrestling Tees, you guys... uh, you guys deserve a lot more. Uh, happy holidays. And uh, Scrump, I miss you, baby. Come on home to the BDE. The Scrump room is, is cold without you. Have a nice day. Thank you again to Braden Harrington for reading that for us. Uh, boy, Steven from Parts Unknown really needs to fucking yeah, it's, take a chill pill, bro. It's 2019, almost 2020. Oh, God, I am not ready for everyone. Yeah. See you next year. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> I haven't seen you since last year, bro. Yeah. So like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for thank you. If this is your first time listening, uh, we hope we hope you like this episode and you stick around. You know, we, as we mentioned before, we've had plenty of other fun guests. You know, we've had Ethan Page on Killer Cross, Sarah Joy Shockey, Marty DeRosa, which Sarah Joy Shockey, you know, me and Effie just go on about how yep. how wonderful of a person she is, yep. how much we love her. Uh and yeah, you know we've had we've, we've had members of the staff, we've had Swaggle. Yeah, we've had member of the members of the staff, you know Swaggle. We've had Kevin Smith and Jason Kevin Muse. Smith, yeah, how do we forget that? You know, yeah. So John Pollock and Waiting. It's been a wild. Uh, yeah, it's been, and we have we have a lot of fun people planned where, you know, where not a hundred percent on some people. Um, but we're working. Just, it. We're working. I mean, just because of their schedules, not because yeah. you know them or the like their character. It's just we're just trying to work out what's best for everyone but yeah we're gonna bring a lot more fun into uh 2020 yeah and hey if you guys have any like comments or questions you guys want us to read on next week's episode go ahead it's gonna be more of just uh the extended uh scrumpins thanks movie talk yeah Probably it's gonna be a just, freestyle yeah. year in review yeah kind of just year in review yeah. uh yammering yeah just us yeah yammering and talking about shit so yeah if you have uh any of that you can just uh Email it over to scrump at pwtcast.com um, or DM it to us, you know, social media, Twitter. Uh, yep. DMs yeah. are open. Yeah, DMs are open. Send um, us gross pictures, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can send that to a big stank dog. Yeah, send it to stank at uh, 
PWTcast.com. You can send that thing at PWTcast.com. Yeah, hey, quick update. I went to Box Lunch yesterday, and I, I couldn't find the Box Lunch cutie. No. no. She remains elusive. She remains elusive, but listen, 20, 2020. That's your year. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned before, you know, we'll talk about our, our goals for next year, but uh, no, I, I can't go back to Box Lunch. Today's, well, today's my nephew's birthday party. It was, yesterday was his actual birthday. I took this kid. I'm, I have a big power move. Because yeah. I, I, I ran into him and my sister at the mall. We're both at the mall shopping, not for each other, but just shopping. And uh, really quick, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I just want to tell a story about my nephew. I love talking about my nephew. Um, so I'm just like, oh, hey, he's like, he's like so bored at the mall. You know, when you're a kid, you want to be at the fucking mall with your mom. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, you want to go? It's his birthday on Friday. I was like, how? I was like, you wanna, you wanna go buy your birthday present? He's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I took him and we went to the Lego store. I mean, there's not that many places for him to buy shit, but you know, he goes right. to the Lego store. And I'm like, anything you want hoping praying he didn't pull like the fucking 250 dollar batmobile or, or, or like a millennium falcon oh or a God. death star yeah something like that yeah he's gonna just looking around and he pulls a like a harry potter one which i was like oh you like harry potter he's like yeah i like harry potter he goes these movies are so long though i'm like it's fine but like in the back of my head i'm like oh, all i want is for you to be in this harry potter as much as i do i will buy you all the books at once right now small speaking of small worlds i know the person who designed the hogwarts set for lego really i'm really good friends with uh yeah her name's bam um but uh, margera no <laughs> uh her crystal fontan but she's on uh she's on lego's team she actually just applied there randomly and then moved to denmark and now she's she's done stuff for like uh overwatch hogwarts a bunch of cool stuff so Dude, what the fuck? we need to get her on the show <laughs> i'm just, I'm trying. I've been trying to get like free stuff from her too. So. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't well, working. Well, he gets the like one of those like Harry Potter sets. It was one like a dragon, which is probably why he got it. Yeah. Um, and then he's like over there looking at like some other ones, and he's like, uh, like I'm in line, we're waiting to check out. He's going to look at some other ones. And he pulls like a Lego movie one. He goes, I goes, oh, I want this one instead. And he goes, I'll go pick the other one. And I go, hey, look at you both. He goes, and his eyes just kind of. Really? Because my mom only lets me get one. I was like, well, hey, your uncle? This is your uncle. He's like, he lets you get two. I get, and like, I don't know how much the other one was in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, please don't let this be like a fucking hundred dollars. But it was fine. I, yeah. it, none of it was expensive. Uncle Scrump comes through. Yeah. I, I, I take care of my nephews. You know, yeah. I, like, last year I felt bad because like now he has a little brother. And I'm like, this kid's going to get fucking spoiled on Christmas between, you know, our family and then his mm-hmm. other family. <laughs> so I like, I overcompensated and bought my nephew a lot a lot of fucking Christmas presents this year. That's the fun of being an uncle, you know? Yeah. Well, I say all the time, I'm like, I don't want any kids of my own. I just want to be like, I want to be like my uncle, you know? Yeah. Like my uncle Hugo, who fucking, he was just our, like the cool rich uncle. Yeah. You know? Except without the alcohol problem, because <laughs> I don't drink. Yeah. So I want to be like that. But it's nice to be able to spoil someone that you love and then not have any other responsibility of like cleaning up throw up at night or Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how, you know, you just um, the kid. like this episode is, is like our Christmas episode. And, uh, oh shit, Vivian, I got to get you your Christmas, you have your Christmas present at my house. So when you hear this, remind him, yeah, remind, I, I loved it. The favorite part of this is just talking to Vivian directly through this. It's yeah. also how I know that she's fucking listening. Cause it's going to keep her on her toes. Yeah. I got to keep her on her toes. Now be, we know she listened all the way to the end. Right, yeah. Now this is how I'm going to make sure she listens all the way to the end. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Vivian, when you listen to this, let me know. We'll set something up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's my favorite part. You know, being yeah. able to spoil all my friends. You know, like you have. Yeah, you. Uh, I failed to mention. Berto walks into a Stankonia here, and he's got a two boxes 
one, anyone that knows me knows I love Infinity Gauntlets. So he got me uh, Infinity Gauntlet desk planter slash pencil holder. Very, very festive. I love it. And, and like, <laughs> you know, in between us pausing for our little segments, I was like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been like, I've been fondling this thing the yeah, entire time the, staring the at episode, it. episode, he's just like touching it and playing with it. I mean, it's a cool like. I love it. Again, it's like I, I saw that and I was just like. It had like the little plant in it, and I was like, "Well, I was like, maybe you could find a way to take oh. out this little plant." But yeah, like it's not even like a real plant, you yeah. know. It's more so just like keep it on your desk, put like your your put stuff some in pencils there. In it. And then he also got me a full set of uh, of a classic series Ninja Turtles. And my other passion is like Batman and Ninja Turtles, so uh, pretty solid Christmas. See, they had uh, at GameStop, and we'll wrap it up after this. Yeah. I promise. Uh, it was like from the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. Yeah. It was like figures together, but then I remember you said you didn't like like the movie yeah. that much. So I was like, nah, yeah. I'm like, I'm no, like, this these, is perfect. I'm like, these will do good. These will yeah. suffice. I have so many Ninja Turtle sets now. My wife is like, you're a man child idiot, but I love it. Well, listen, getting all the Christmas stuff out of uh, like our little storage unit, I had to look at the 14, 15 boxes of Funko Pops that I have, and I'm just like, the fuck am i ever gonna do with all these what am i doing with my life I'm like what the fuck i'm like i don't even like i don't even want these anymore i just have so much but then i'm also like a hoarder so i don't want to get rid of them yeah so, what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do? We'll, we'll figure it out I'm sell them all to michael one lump sum yeah i mean it, it's already it's already been a great christmas for us we had our christmas party and uh you know we've got all you guys listening um yeah and by the time you hear this christmas no christmas will be very near well, if you listen to this on Monday, then it's like, yeah, that's two days before yeah, Christmas. two days before Christmas so, or one day before uh, Mexican Christmas. If there's any Mexicans of you out there, I yeah. know I've recently uh, like we would always celebrate the 24th, like at midnight. Mm-hmm. But as of late, we've been doing like my actual family family like mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we're going to my uncle's house Christmas Eve, um, which I was very excited because like my uncle's always been like a huge nerd and like now i'm just uh like oh shit like i'm an adult now i can buy him all this like nerdy shit anyway you know um but i got him some cool stuff i got like my aunt some cool stuff uh i'm gonna play a prank on my mom i do that every year where it's like the boxes inside boxes inside boxes i think i'm gonna do that with my uncle this time instead of my mom but like yeah like as of late we've been actually uh doing stuff like christmas morning like actual morning like i don't what do you guys do uh, so normally we'll do like Christmas Eve. Everyone can open up one present, like one smaller present, and then uh, then we get Christmas Day. We open up all the presents. Annie makes a special breakfast. You know, my wife, and then um, and then we have prime rib. So oh, by the way, we just bought our prime rib. It was like a hundred and eighty dollars. I was like, holy fuck! Jeez, <laughs> it's worth it. It's delicious. So talk well, man. Spend Christmas morning at the stands. Yeah, right. Guess Thanksgiving or you. Uh, no, there's no funny pun you can do. My, my wife was worried that no one wants to come to Thanksgiving next year, and I was like, they do. It's- oh, Thanksgiving was huge. Katie yeah. Fabe, friend of the show, she was like, I wish I could come. I'll invite her. Maybe I'll, I'll invite her. some, maybe not, maybe some PWT VIPs. Probably not. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll bring Trevor as my date, maybe. Yeah, I don't want them stealing my silverware, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we've been talking for quite the while now, yeah. uh, and... As I mentioned, my nephew today's his birthday party. He's gonna be at a trampoline place, which I'm not get. Oh. I'm in jeans, so I can't get in a fucking trampoline. You, well, you gotta get some stretchy pants or some shorts and just fucking 
karate kick the shit out of these. Well, actually, kids. you know what? I do. Well, no, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna get that. Get down I'm, to your boxers. <laughs> well, no, I fair, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like I do have my gym stuff in the car. Yeah, because uh, as you can tell, I'm clearly a physical specimen. Yeah, I've, I even I swear to God, we're wrapping this up. Uh, <laughs> Ivan, one of my best friends, fucking, I've known him forever. He's Elisa's fiance. Yeah. He comes up to me and goes, Man, dude, he goes, You can fucking swole. I was like, I no. He goes, No, no, you look. I was like, If you think I'm bigger, it's because I've gotten fat. There's like, a layer of cellulose all around me. Yeah. I'm like, I am by no means, but he kept insisting. And you know what? I appreciate drunk Ivan because he tells me that I look swole. I think you're looking pretty sharp yourself. I think you're cruise ready. Uh-oh, someone's going to wear a long t-shirt the whole yep. cruise, and his name is Scrump. Uh, but, yeah, again, if you guys have any questions for us or anything you guys want to talk about on the next week's episode, just go ahead and shoot them over. Uh, Vivian, remind me to, I have yep. to, we have to find at some point, some time to, so I can give you your Christmas present. You don't have to fucking get me one. This isn't that, uh, just keep listening to the podcast. That's all I want. That's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> You're our one listener. Just please keep listening. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank God. I've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. Yeah, me too. Other than Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all I'm you all guys. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, well, the last present we'll give you guys on this week's episode would be a uh, nice Canadian boy. Yep. Another nice Canadian boy, not Brayden. Uh, Kenny Omega, and uh, he'll say goodbye to you guys. But uh, until then, Ivan Scrump. And this is Stank. This is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.